College basketball fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some college basketball. Now, obviously, we had the Big 12 versus the SEC Challenge. That didn't necessarily go great uh, for the SEC. A couple of big wins for them. In fact, I think two out of the three or all three of the wins were actually kind of big wins where you're like, oh, really? Oklahoma did what? But overall, 7-3, to so the Big 12, you know, comes out on top. No major surprise there that they came out on top, but some surprises, Iowa State losing as well. But it doesn't stop in that conference. Big, big week in the in the conference. Multiple marquee matchups. One of them's tonight. We're going to break it all down. Kind of, you know, Kansas stopped the bleeding a little bit, but they're in the middle of a brutal schedule. It just continues over there. Xavier held off UConn. Auburn all of a sudden had a high ranking. They've fallen off, much like UConn. Um, Bama getting destroyed was really weird. Like I said, Iowa State, USC uh, did their thing in a comeback. There's a variety of stuff that we'll talk about here. And, you know, some marquee matchups coming up. Like I said, tonight, uh, starting at 8 o'clock, Baylor at Texas. So there's a lot of games coming up. And then the next night, uh, Kansas State at Kansas, so I mean it's 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 gonna it's gonna keep coming. It's gonna keep delivering all year. It is the best conference uh, in the land, and it's kind of hard to to debate that. Okay, um, so we will start with the recap. Then of course we'll uh, preview and predict as we kind of go around the conference standings, check up in all the races. Some of these conferences have been so tight all year, and they just keep. Keep going the same. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope-a-dope radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope-a-dope and listen to it right there. Download it there if you want, but you don't have to listen to it there. You can find it in a variety of different places under the Rope-a-Dope Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, um, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spricker, Stitcher, and a host of other places. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelytruth.com. And also Sports News 24. And what, here, there's just one more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the uh, cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99. Uh, get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Stream the best entertainment sports starting with 75 live channels. Um, there are a limited time. You can save $120 over your first year when you get any package and buy the direct uh, TV streaming device. Sign up today. Um, there's no annual contracts. Of course, no hidden feeds. Sign up and save over $120 in your first year when you select any package, plus that direct TV streaming device. They're really one you know about that that's direct tv stream okay so let's go ahead and bring in marshall the co-host of the show and uh you know we'll lightly touch upon last week you know focusing in on saturday of course like i mentioned we had that big 12 versus sec sunday we had uh some games as well but overall how are you doing my friend you it sounds like there's some uh weather there in the south kind of leaning into the southeast i noticed 
on the map with that uh, freezing rain type stuff. Yes. Uh, actually, it was kind of funny. I was trying to, like, just kind of teach my kids about freezing rain today. Like, hey, this is stuff where you don't need to go driving because, like, you're in Texas. You're not used to this. But even people up north, like, don't drive when it's freezing rain. So um, I got the tomorrow off from school. Don't Probably drive if they ha- if they don't have to. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. They drive a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's just freezing rain is tough. I, actually, when I got outside of my car leaving work today, I had freezing rain on the windshield. So, um, I got tomorrow off. Might even get Wednesday off too. So it could be a nice little uh, forty-eight hours of chilling, watching TV, and uh, actually getting to watch college basketball again. Uh, the Monday slate's a little bit light for big matchups. We do have two good Big Twelve games, which we'll get to. So yeah, um. It was another fun week of college basketball. Um, as usual, the uh, throughout the weekdays, it, whether it was the Big 12, the Pac-12, or the Big East, there was solid games for much the whole week. Um, and the Big 12 and SEC showdown uh, did not lack some entertainment. Um, for some reason, though, they're getting rid of it, and they're also no longer going to do the Big 10 ACC showdown. Um I don't get why. Like, I, I do think it's fun for the sport. If coaches are going to bitch, like, dude, it's one game of the year. Like, I, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. It's a little break between, hey, you get to see someone new. But, yeah, that was the last time I heard they said that. I think that it has to do times. with the size of the conferences and what they're about to Oh, see. okay. It's well, that's I, unfortunate just because it's kind of a, a fun, a fun occasional little change up there in the regular season. But, nonetheless. Um, yeah, it was another solid week of college basketball, which we pretty much always get. Uh, when we do college football podcasts, some weeks are better, better than others. But in college basketball, Chris, there's really never what you would call a boring week. Maybe one of our teams we love goes 0-2 or 0-3, or the number one and two teams like kick butt. But there's always some storyline of some team, it's on a hot roll like a Baylor you know, or some teams roll just ended like um, a Xavier, but there's always some fun drama to talk about in college basketball, my friend. And uh, with NFL finishing, I'm not going to let uh, you slander college football like that. God damn it! I'll tell you uh, that right now. Okay. But wait, wait, Imagine but if the NFL, they play college football every night of the week. Okay. There wouldn't be any players left if they. With the NFL okay, season going. ending very shortly, only one game left. That, that a lot of eyes are going to switch from football to basketball, and you're going to be in for a treat. So, um, yes, the Big Twelve is still the uh, top dog conference, and Chris, they had a lot of uh, very strong performances this week to kind of just stamp that letter of approval even more, my friend. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of interesting because that Texas-Tennessee game was a very good game. Um, I did not – I remember you mentioned, hey, we, we talked about some of the matchups and we mentioned the Oklahoma-Alabama. I mean, and maybe not even like a, a hardcore Sooner fan could have thought they'd win 93-69. to 69. Sure, they were at home. Jesus. And Oklahoma has a pretty good program they have for a while now. But, I mean, I did not see that coming whatsoever um and then also missouri they've been solid this year not quite as solid as say iowa state but they handled business too i'd say that's a little bit of a surprise mississippi state had a good start to the year fell off you know had some losing streaks uh and then you know they're back you know oh that game you 
in, in overtime, you know? So, I mean, that – and also, finally, Xavier lost. It had been a little while. Creighton beat them. I'm sorry. Yeah, Creighton beat them pretty cleanly in that game. So, that – there. It was kind of funny because you look at it, if someone just said, you know, if I didn't see any of the games, it's just like Big 12 won 7-3, I probably wouldn't have picked the games they won, you know? Guess who your uh, co-host bet in TCU? Uh, who do you bet? You bet TCU. I, no, I, you took, bet, I don't know. I, I took TCU in the second half, and they so they were down six. And I oh, bet them, sure, yeah. I bet them plus four. Sure. And they, they covered the entire – they they scored the first bucket of the second half. They covered the right. entire half, but of course, that one of the devils of a better is overtime, and it was the classic, you know, where you're praying for like, because I've watched, I always watch the bad beats with uh, Stanford Steve and, and Scott Van Pelt, and they always say, you know, whenever you go into overtime, you always got to look out for your bets, and it was the classic, like TCU is neck and neck close the whole second half, um, and to get held to give TCU credit, uh. Their second best player, Miles Davis, hyperextended his knee, which I didn't know, obviously, because that happened the first half when I was at a, a basketball game with my girls I coach. And then uh, that Lampkin, their stud center, was out. And um, so it was just one of those games where, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're the better team, but you're down some key starters. You're a scrappy effort on the road. Mississippi State had lost like eight in a row. They were hitting threes, even though the announcer said all the game they couldn't hit threes all year. Is one of those like oh my god moments, and of course, so you're praying for a, a buzzer beater because it was a tie game, thirty seconds to go, and of course, Chris, I would have been happy if the Mississippi State win by three because that covers four, but it was your classic um, let's dribble the ball on the on the floor for really hard in the same position, and then let's jack up a thirty five footer and air ball and go into overtime. I swear, I could if 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 we, if this was a video podcast, I bet you I could weekly find every uh, probably five to six games a week easily. Where hey, we're 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 in a tied game or we're down one or down two. Here's what coach is going to drop. And so many times in college basketball, you see the all right guys, we're going to hold out the dribble here and launch something deep. It's like it's almost become like a foreign science or foreign language to drive and attack and try to cause a foul. But, man, and that's just, I know it's just the one game that cost me, but that had, it really has become a training. Yeah, it, it really does blow my mind. I don't know. It just sounds personal. I, I've, I know I've seen you're right. too much this year. It, it It's like what, what what happened to, like, you know, driving in to try to commit a foul? Like, it, we, you see it happen so much in college. And to give credit or to, to be honest, like, these guys aren't Curry. Like, hitting a walk-off. Well, I think I was about to say, what happened is your guy – Curry is what happened. You're right. <laughs> so you're up there cheering for Golden State, but then at the same time you're talking out the side of your mouth. You know what I mean? No, I, so, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, TCU, to give them credit. Now, again, they've had it all the year. They don't know how to feed the bit. People barely, like guards barely know how to feed the post because they don't have to do it, you know, much at all. And that Kentucky game, if they would have fed the post, like, just maybe six to eight more times in that game, they probably win that game. Yeah. Well, and so for TCU, obviously, you hope that their injuries improve because, they, they're again, they're having a hell of a year. But if you lose, if two of your three best players are out, that's tough. So props to Mississippi State, got the job done. Um, and you got to wonder if maybe the mental mindset of Bama, Nate Oates and his checkerboard coat, uh, my best friend bet him. I'm like, oh, I'll throw somebody down with you to join because, you know, Alabama's going to play good this year. 
from the jump, Chris, that game was like, it, it was never in doubt. I, I think Bama got up like two points, like in the first few minutes and Oklahoma took that lead and kept building and building and building like that to give them credit. Maybe Alabama was just taking it, uh, taking this kind of like a game off. Hey, you're out of conference play. We're having a hell of a year. We're playing kind of a scrub team in the big 12. Like, I don't know if they just had a cold day. Oklahoma played lights out, but, um, that was a score where, as you said, not many diehard Sooner fans who live in Norman would have thought, hey, we're going to win. Cool. But we're going to almost run them out the gym. Um, again, I don't know if it was just yeah, I mean, a bad if you had day. Young back day. on the team, if you had Young back sure. on the team and it was like early or like December and early January, remember that year where they just go nuts and then they fell apart? If this Him was like Brandon late Knight. December, early January, sure, okay. You know, but yeah, that that got me, dude. I couldn't believe that. Because remember, we were having that argument. That argument, or not uh, we were having it, but it was out there, Purdue or them, Purdue or them. Well, as of right now, you know, uh-huh. um, it's Purdue. That should be number one. Also, that Houston game, that Houston-Cincinnati game, um, they Houston came all the way back at the 324 mark. It was 66-64 over almost eight eight. Eight minute stretch, I think it was. Uh, let me actually look. Seventeen to four, yes. Uh, basically eight minutes. They made a big comeback. Otherwise, Cincinnati was looking really, really good. And you know, Houston's a good club and everything like that. But I don't know. When I watched that game, I was like, hmm, they're not looking that great today. But they came all the way back. Uh, Xavier had a big, big lead on UConn, thirty-five to eighteen in the first half. Uh, they were five to six in that, like with three minutes left in that first half. I have to take a little screenshot of the game. One of 11 from three compared to Ooh. five of six. So it, it looked like, okay, well, this isn't going to be a good game. Next thing you know, over like uh, it's at the 12-minute mark, it's 56-54, 17-4 run in less than four minutes. I mean, you can't, you can't, that place is going crazy. But Xavier responded with a 10-0 run, and they had some kind of weird unis on. That almost made them look like Marquette and uh, a, a cross team, Marquette and somebody else. But even their, uh, they, they sw- and I think it, they switched it because it was going to, maybe they, I actually didn't know. I didn't have the sound up, but I, I don't know what they switched it for. Maybe they looked like UConn too much or something on the jerseys they were going to have on the road or something. I don't know, but they, they switched up their whole look. I was like, it kind of looks like Pittsburgh. Uh, when it's uh, their Pittsburgh football uniforms with that color, it was just a weird thing. I was, I was like, what? Did they switch up all their stuff? And I didn't notice it, but, it, but that wasn't the case. Um, so that was, a, that was a big win, even though Xavier did, you know, finally get beat, like we, we said. And Iowa State did lose, but earlier, uh, you know, they, they, they had a big win. And, and they have uh, three wins over uh, top 10 AP opponents now. So, um, you know, you can't just uh, toss them off because they got beat by, you know, Missouri, who, to be to be fair, they, they, they were playing better, like we were saying. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really is. There's uh, – you, you can literally talk about so much about the Big East and the, uh, the Big 12 just because they literally have been showcasing a lot of talent. Um, one theme to kind of stick with, and I know we talked about this a lot last year with the Joyride Providence was on, um, you'll see a common theme if you didn't listen to us last week. 
the, the theme is that uh, Xavier's a very veteran team. Providence was, a, I believe, the oldest team in the country last year. And yep. this Xavier team, if you're a Xavier fan, Chris, um, this is this team, if you watch them play over the last handful of years, they have three three of their best players have basically been with the team for the last three years. So do they have a lottery player? No. Like, But Fremantle, Jones, and Nunji are all, like, really good college basketball players. Maybe they'll be a G League player. I don't know how to, like, value their draft stock for the NBA. But for college guys who know the system, they know their team, like, those are three good players. And you can assume that Xavier's going to be probably a, a pretty decent seed in the tournament, and they're going to be making a nice run for it just because you have that veteran leadership. Just like last year, Providence won two games and made it to the Sweet 16. I can see that same kind of thing happening uh, for Xavier this year. Um, obviously there's a long ways to go in the big East and teams like Creighton, uh, UConn, who's been in a bit of a funk, um, you know, uh, Providence are all going to be kind of fight up there, but the Xavier team has been impressive. And as you said, to kind of talk about, we have mentioned the big 12 a lot this year, just the depth of the conference before there, we started our show, we were talking about, or how I mentioned to you when we did our first show of the year, like, well, you got Kansas, you got K-State, you got Iowa State, you got TCU, and you kind of have Texas in there, who I'm a little rougher on because I'm not always a fan of the school, and I think their offense has some minor issues. Those are five good teams. Currently, maybe the hottest team or one of the hottest teams in the whole conference now has become Baylor, Chris. And that's a team who last year had one of the craziest tournament games of all time versus my Tar Heels. And you feel they've maybe kind of regrouped and regained themselves because they did lose some talent last year. But Baylor's on a hell of a roll. And Oklahoma, who, again, has been t- fighting tooth and nail, uh, knocked out maybe the hottest team in the country. So the Big 12 top to bottom, there's really not many weaknesses in that conference. Oh, oh hell, we forgot West Virginia whooped Auburn, like, bad. So, man, what, 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 a, what a Saturday for the Big 12. Yeah, and now we don't have to cover the Big 12 either when we do our wraparound, so that's nice. We got that out of the way. <laughs> Auburn Law, you're right, though. They lost to A&M, who's you know, a pretty good team in West Virginia. They, they lost back-to-back games. They're kind of falling off. They're kind of doing what UConn was doing. Um, New Mexico lost a, a close overtime game, I think, to Nevada. Mon- was it Monday night? Then they beat Air Force later um, You know, in the week. I think that was Friday night. There is some... Interesting uh, matches, uh, matches, out matches, boxing. I'm talking about games. Um, out, you know, out west as well coming up, and we did have that. Um, you know, we we highlighted just to talk about last week as well. Uh, USC in in UCLA, and how it was like. All right, well, if you're gonna make a move, and, and people are gonna you know compete with them, this is the time to do it. You know, and. Uh, it didn't look great at the start, um, but a 13-1 to 1 run, um, and I think they were – God, what did they – I saw a stat that was like – twenty. yeah, in the second half, to start the second half, USC went on a 25-6 to 6 run, and I think it was like a stretch there where they got it to 50-43 to 43 at the 10-minute mark of the second USC over UCLA. UCLA had missed 10 out of their uh, – Nine out of their ten shots. So that was, uh, I mean, they really just put it on. And so it's kind of nice to kind of keep it still competitive, which it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, um, you know, in the uh, in the Big Ten. But it, it was nice to keep that that over their, conf- you know, conference uh, 
competitive, and USC got the dub uh, last Thursday. I, I literally turned that game on almost right when that run you're talking about started. Um, I believe when I turned it on, USC was down five, and then they just got on a heater. And, you know, kind of like that football team, they, when they're hot, they get play with some swag. Um, they, they couldn't miss. And poor UCLA just Luckily, had, you don't uh, have to tackle in uh, basketball. Yeah. 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 They're, Chris, their defense is much better in basketball than uh, in football. That I can confirm with 100% true facts. They're, they're a much better defensive basketball team. Um, yeah, to win a game by 13 where you were down six at the start, you know, well, hell, you were down 12 at the start of the second half. That's a, that's a hell of a, a, a rarity. And honestly, I can't even rip UCLA that much. Normally you'd say, oh, your rival kind of ran you out the gym. They they need an easy game again. They've probably been through the toughest schedule since our podcast has started. Um, you know, we they had, I mean, just Arizona State having a good year at Arizona, at USC, like, for just for conference play, every team has it. Like we we'll talk about each year. Every team is going to go through their their ups and downs. But to go to to win at ASU, that was a very scrappy game. It was like the highest attendance ASU's had at a home game, so that was crazy. And then you lose to uh, Arizona by six. Then you got to go on your road again to play against your huge in town rival. Like I'm assuming they'll probably have a nice little bounce back when they play Washington in a couple of nights, but. You normally don't see a team have to play three road games in a row, but when you're doing it against almost three teams that are all tournament worthy, it's really hard to run the table in those situations, Chris. Yeah, I think the road stuff uh, points that out because I don't know if they've been on the toughest run as far as opponent, uh, but yeah, the road that makes a big, big, big difference. Um, Kansas, like I said, stop the bleeding for now. Uh, but they're, speaking of brutal, I mean, they've gone from, well, I guess I guess you could look at, you know, at West Virginia as a nice win now um, in Oklahoma, too. So it's at West Virginia, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Kansas State, TCU, Baylor, at Kentucky, and now they got to take on TCU. Now it will be a different team probably. Iowa State, Texas, at Oklahoma. And then they still have Baylor, TCU, West Virginia, and Texas still on their schedule. I mean, the Kansas schedule and just the Big Ten schedule, like or Big Twelve schedule, like you said, it's just it's just ridiculous. And then they are sitting at five and three. And as we kind of do our wrap around through all the the conference races, conference standings, and everything like that, I mean, look at it. just look at the Big Twelve, dude. Six and two, six and two, six and two. That's Iowa State, Kansas State, and Texas. Then you got. Three teams that are five and three. I mean, it is crazy that the the two and six teams down there, West Virginia, Oklahoma, you know, pulled pulled something off. So that 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 was pretty crazy. And now now that Xavier lost, so we don't really need to break down the you know the Big Twelve, but because you did the Big East, dude. I mean, we've said it all year, but I mean, just look at that. I just love it when it's like this. Nine and two, nine and two, nine and two. And UConn, maybe they'll get it together again. Creighton just got a big win. They're seven and three in conference. They're only a half, uh, a game and a half out. But you got Xavier Marquette and Providence, all nine and two. I mean, it's 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 just a lot of fun, brother. It really is. Um, I can talk to Big East all day, so I'll keep it short. Um, I do think that Xavier's obviously a very veteran team. Uh, this is the best Marquette team that Shock has had. Uh, 
if the three's hitting for them, they're a very dangerous team. They jack up a lot of threes. Um, he doesn't have a regular big like he does, so they're a little more guard oriented, but I think they have better scores this year. Um, yeah, their offense is in high gear, you know. Yes. If you play Marquette, they're going to try to drop 80, a first team to 80 kind of team. They're going to want to run and shoot. Um, you know, probably you're in Marquette, man, they're, they're both off. Their offenses are really, really strong. And for Providence, you know, you'd mentioned, I forgot. I thought they'd almost graduated the whole team. You know, Bynum had been out, but Bynum was their go-to guy down the stretch last year for huge buckets. He's actually back and healthy now. So that gives a, Pretty much, yeah, Bynum, remember you know, he came off the bench for most of the season last year, but he played like starter minutes. Yeah, and he was just so clutch down the stretch for so many of their games. So buying him back on the team now—that's kind of like an extra, like an extra um, toy to the you know a toy to the toy shop because like that dude is clutch and like they're already having a good year without him. So you add him in the mix, that's a very solid team. Again, a lot of people pick Creighton to be the best team in the conference this year. And they're still chilling there, like you said, a, a one loss off in the win loss column. Seats in the hall, they're probably the kind of on that thin line of are they good, or are they bad? Some weeks they beat the best, some weeks they lose. And UConn, you've gone from being like ranked top three in the country to now you've been in a big funk. So can they bounce back? We will see. Um Looking at the Pac-12, that you know that that tightens stuff up too. USC moves up to seven and three. They're only a game out, and obviously, you know, beating UCLA helps. UCLA eight and two, eight and three, half game back. Arizona and uh, Oregon and ASU. ASU's at six and five. Oregon's seven and four. They have their work cut out for them. Utah's still like, hey, remember when we were good at basketball? It wasn't that long ago, um, but we're here. We're definitely here. Uh, just kind of counting back up or catching back up to the um, to the Mountain West. You know, I, I mentioned that uh, New Mexico lost and they won a game, and that's the three and six Air Force. They beat them. They lost to Nevada. But you know, maybe two three weeks ago, most people thought, oh, maybe it's either San Diego State. But a lot of people were heavy on New Mexico, and there's no point in to just jump off of them. They got a good team. They're pretty deep, uh, but. Sitting at San Diego State, Boise, Nevada, and New Mexico, eight and one, seven and two, three six and threes. I guess we got to put Utah State in there too. They're at six and three, so it's kind of proven that it's a good conference. Because if New Mexico was kind of the favorite a couple weeks ago, you know they're 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 tied for third place right now. Yeah, I mean that that is. Like you said, that along with the um, American is a strong conference right now. This one maybe looks a little bit stronger. It, it's very close, neck and neck. Obviously, Houston in the American is a, a strong top dog because they're one of the best five teams in the country. Um, but, yeah, for this one, um, you, you notice, Chris, it does seem like a, almost all of these schools, I know obviously transfer portals and things, so I'm not breaking big news here. But I feel like uh, these schools like the Mountain West or in these like um, – tier conferences that are not quite like ACC, Big 12, or Big East, like seem to be getting like a, a player in each year that wasn't quite the stud on his ACC or Big East team. And he comes to a conference like this and then he really excels. I, I know that's kind of become a trend. So again, I'm not breaking news here, but I feel like every time I do research on the Mountain West, whether it be last year or this year, or the, even the year before that, um, they, they seem to, all these schools seem to have like one, really good stud and then kind of a regular mountain West roster with it. So um, 
it's just interesting because, like, New Mexico, like, uh, they got that match for you said it was at the Gophers. And I know Boise State, they had a couple of guys bouncing out of school, too. So it's just interesting to see kind of all the schools are really kind of on the same playing level. So maybe this is a conference, in my opinion, where maybe the, the coaching helps a bit more because you don't quite get – there's not many lottery picks in this conference, but it's a very fun competitive conference in itself. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, obviously Purdue, the freaking center just had like 38 points. And like that dude's so points. hard to guard. Yeah, he really is, dude. He just went off. They they jumped on Michigan State right away. Michigan State tried to make it a little something. It, it was over. It, it was definitely over. And Purdue's looking strong. But obviously, um, you know, that's what you'd say is – like tippy top heavy, not top heavy, uh, because I would say the SEC is more top heavy. Because if you look at the bottom of it, Mississippi State just had a good win, but one in seven, one in seven, one, yeah, four one in seven teams at the bottom. Mizzou's solid though; they just, you know, they're four and four. They need to uh, kind of capitalize up what they just did. Florida's a good program; uh, they're five and three, but you know they haven't made a bunch of noise lately. But you still have Alabama. Yeah, they got their butts kicked yeah they probably took you know their eye off the the ball a little or not a little bit a whole lot but they're eight no they're still eight no Kentucky lost the game they probably could have won had they feed their big they're still right there Auburn though you know they're they're they really got to get their shit together they're six and two they're in good shape A&M's kind of the surprise team a little bit Tennessee looking good against Texas two seven and one so I'd say you know the top five are pretty strong teams Throwing Missouri as well, so maybe in Art man, it's weird to see Arkansas three and five because they're not that bad of a team. But um, that's what I, I'd say more of a top heavy conference, whereas the Big Ten is like the tippy top. It's like Purdue and then the rest. the The one comment for the Big Ten that does surprise me is that how is Northwestern chilling up there? Like out of all the teams that you would assume that be in second place right now, this is their year. Them. This is their I, year, finally. I guess, it's and the NCAA, the NCAA is cracking down on the football team for a hazy incident, too, so they might be in some big trouble coming up here. So uh, maybe it's the basketball's year. Yeah, you're right. They've not been – yeah, it, it could be. So the fact that, that Rutgers and Northwestern are the um, uh, second and third place teams, lost many others, but, yeah, a little bit of a mix-up. Like you're so used to seeing Ohio State – Wisconsin, Michigan, who are all chilling at the bottom half of the bracket. Granted, they're only two games I was back. Say, they're, but there. They're, there. I, they're, they're, they're Yeah, they're, they're a little the further down, but not much. <laughs> but it, it, last week we I'm said, sorry. God, the, there's a lot of parity in the Big Ten. Well, there's, I think this week there's even more parity <laughs> from the wins and losses. So. Yeah, because you can go down 10 teams, and the, the 10th team, Michigan, is 5-5. Uh, five and five. <laughs> It's 6-3. and three. Then a bunch of six and fours, and then five. There's six teams. One, two, three. Was it five or six teams with five losses? It's crazy. Yeah, that's. I mean, Purdue is the best team, and then you have a huge just cluster of. Well, Chris, who are your top four teams in the Big Ten? And 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 he could give me ten different answers. I probably agree with all of them. So and nine of them are going to make the tournament as of right now, too. (laughs) <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of um, Big Ten on Big Ten action in the first round. Be like, just, just put the Big Ten against each other, you know, so we can get one of them out of here. 
Yeah, I'll be curious to see. Again, there's not there's only two rankings, but clearly there's a lot of just very level playing field. And like you said, for the SEC, obviously it was a tough week. Bama made it, took their took their uh, focus off for a game, which that hurt them. In Oklahoma, obviously that was a, a huge game for them. Hey, Tennessee, again, you, you play slow. Well, they, you did play slow pace. You did get a score higher than I thought they would against Texas. But Tennessee 7-1. and one, um, Is this the best team Rick Barnes has had there? Possibly. I don't know. But I, I feel that. They've been on this kind of same track for the last handful of years now, Chris. Have a really good regular season. Yeah. Play low scoring games, have a good ass defense, and just make try to make a deep run of it. But they haven't made too many deep runs yet, so we'll see. And AM. Uh that one surprised me a bit because for the last handful of years, they've been finishing about eighth or ninth in their conference each year. So are they gonna fade away kind of as we merge for the second half of the year, or will this be an Aggies team that can actually make the tournament? And maybe try to win a game because yeah, this is yeah, this is the best. I think this is the best they've been in their conference at this point of the year um, for a handful of years, Chris. Maybe they have uh, a shot. And hey, if you're Arkansas, I know you're ranked start of the year. You had you had a good recruiting class coming in, and it's not completely like you're not blackballed from the tournament yet. But uh, about another poor week, Chris, and they probably are about to play themselves out because you're when your conference record is three and five. You, you, it almost is kind of an unwritten rule that if you want to make the March Madness tournament, you got to have like a 500 record or better in conference. Not that that's always the case, but most time it is. You're, they're, they're getting near the deep end of the pool where you're really starting to, you know, maybe be off the bubble or, or worse. Yeah. I mean, did you say, what you, did you say A&M, they haven't made the, the tourney much? For the last handful of years, I don't think they have, have they? No. Okay, you just said a handful of years. Okay, I thought oh, you said oh, like, oh, okay. Uh, it, they haven't had this good of a year that I can Yeah, I don't think it's been since like 2017 or 18. Because okay. they had a nice run there. I think they make like back-to-back 16s, but you're right. They just just kind of fell off. All the money went to the football team, and we know how that worked out. So, um, <laughs> um, But anyway, ACC. Okay, yeah, it's weird to see Louisville still 0-10, Marshall. <laughs> They're 0-10. Jesus. they got to bring the strippers back to the dorms, man. This is getting crazy. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame Notre Dame is uh, only has two wins. That's kind of weird. Botex usually respectable, 5-6. and six. Um, uh, FSU we've talked about as well. Um, Duke 6-4, and four. not totally shocker given the thing, but Miami's actually starting to play like the ranked team that they currently are. And then Pitt, remember Pitt was like the regular season, like crazy, right? And then they, they'd only get to like the Sweet 16 tops. They'd usually go down the first one or two rounds. But they're actually 8-3. and three. Don't look now, but North Kakalaka 7-3. and three. Clemson and Virginia, though, they they seem like they're in control at this moment, both sitting at ten and one and eight and two. But you're starting to see some separation. You're starting to see some teams that were normally, you know, used to seeing Miami's kind of falling off of late. We we mentioned that before, but you know, if you it's kinda of like A and M. You go back a few few years past that, Miami had a pretty good squad, uh, for basketball anyway. Um but yeah. It's starting to – the cream's starting to rise to the top, let's put it that way. Yes, unlike the 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 Big 12 and the Big 10, the ACC is starting to form a little bit of a pattern. Um, 
I will say I still am surprised that Clemson's still 10 and 1. Um, they've pretty much all, speaking of bubble, they've pretty much always been a, a bubble team and it kind of chills in the middle of the ACC. I cannot recall the last time Clemson was leading the ACC in this February time. Uh, but hey, you're 10 and 1 on the year, 18 and 4 overall. Like, maybe keep it was it going. back in that 97, because I remember, uh, Clemson or Clemson in double overtime with the Gophers. Maybe that. Maybe they're leading it, you know, close to that back then. I mean, that's going back. Yeah, and in Virginia. Okay, another shock that Tony Bennett's got a team that's ranked in the top ten. Like, okay, they play good defense. They have low scoring games and they win. Um. So yeah, and obviously, again, I hate to see it, but Duke is you know going through a little bit of a rough patch with a new coach. That's so unfortunate to see. Um, the Hurricanes are ranked yet again. And Carolina and NC State Wolfpack are both kind of chilling there in the middle. So, yeah, you're right. The the Blue Bloods are starting to rise to the top a little bit. Will Clemson continue to stay up top? Uh, that that will be interesting to see. Again, I, I'll, I'll look it up next time when we, when we come back to see the last time they actually won the regular season ACC because it's normally, again, been a pretty solid uh, Florida State, Carolina, or Duke uh, theme or, or, or Virginia. In the last, I was going to say, like, come 10, on now. Don't I, get, I knew, don't, I knew I was, don't do I had to that. Say one more. Yeah, those four teams have pretty much dominated the conference for quite a while now. So we will see the last time the Clemson Tigers um, got. You know, I'm sure Dab was probably going to the games now, trying to make himself, you know, such a popular guy. I hope Clemson. Well, he's walking around. Can you guys? Can you believe they're paying these guys now? He's this, so this is ridiculous. I, I'm not going to coach anymore. This is uh, this is uncalled for. <laughs> Um, so late, shoot, not long. We got like less than two hours. Baylor at Texas. I'm I'm actually going to pick Texas here. I think they're, they're due. They've played pretty good, but just haven't been able to get a hump or over the hump. The combination of that, right? And Baylor, you know, something's got to give with Baylor. I mean, they've been playing too good. Five straight in the conference, six straight overall. Um, I'm gonna are, pick. Are you picking Texas because you know your co-host wouldn't? <laughs> uh, was there was there a psychological mindset we've had over our years of friendship where Chris is like even even you didn't even know about it, like uh, in your head you're like oh shit I gotta go Texas and my co-host guess well I, I did it last week at the last second actually yeah because remember I has I gotta disagree with you I took Texas and Tennessee I'm pretty sure I'm almost sure. positive so yeah it is just kind of installed in my brain. <laughs> But I, I'd never want to talk about them or them in Bama, I guess, in college football this last year, though. Because remember, <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I didn't want to talk about them. They they perform really well. We start talking about them. Next thing you know, uh, they true, fall apart. True, true, true. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, every every week we'd be like, "Are you serious? Texas is an eight point favorite. Why?" Um, and then the next week uh, or next week, here I am, college football. The next day, Kansas State at Kansas. I got to go Kansas just based off, you know, what you were talking about with the guards and whatnot. They're a seven-point favorite. Um, it just kind of gave me uh, football vibes there. I wish it was still going on. Um, that's a big game, obviously. West Virginia at TCU. Kind of interesting there. Uh, that You know, that, that could be a good game. But do, San do you Diego think- State in Nevada. That's going to be a good Ooh. game. I'm talking to – this Mountain West is not all that bad, okay? This is the second – this is the best mid-major in the country. I don't care what anybody says out there. Do you think that that uh, K-State getting seven on the road for – and mind you, they beat 
KU uh, two weeks ago. Do you think yeah. that's too generous of respect? I don't. I mean, I do. unless there, unless an injury occurred, which you know could have happened, but I, I think that's a too generous of a line, my friend. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. It gave me football vibes. It's like, man, do you think Kansas State will lose by a touchdown? I don't think so, man. I think they could throw it in the end zone at the end. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I do think it's too wide. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. I, I I'm just honest about it. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to bet on it. But yeah, I do think that. I really do. I mean, who knows the last time? I think time Kansas is going to win. But I don't who, think, uh, you know. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's been a minute since K-State swept KU in the regular season. But, yeah, by seven. Because, again, this is not the strongest Kansas team they've had for a while. Um, yeah, at Kansas State, it gets, it gets a little ugly, doesn't it, usually? Doesn't they, they yes. They good at Kansas State. And uh, speaking of just if you're looking to bet on games, um, TCU also plays tomorrow against West Virginia. They're minus three and a half. Um, for TCU, man, you're if you, if they're out your center and your other best forward, that's a team where like, well, they go on a bit of a of a, of a nosedive. Um, again, they, they're the announcers weren't quite sure what happened, other than the guy kind of strained his knee a bit. Obviously, a strained knee could mean anything that could be he's out for one day he's out for a week he's out for the rest of the year who knows but uh for tcu obviously you want to hope to get both your bigs back because that team when healthy is probably a top 10 team in the country the way they've played this year so just by chance for thinking tcu tomorrow um do a little research on the injury report and uh bama's playing vandy tomorrow i would just expect that bama kind of has a bit of a bounce back spot i'm sure that the coach was a little bit upset with their performance yeah. And that could be a very tough spot um, for Vandy to walk into uh, at Tuscaloosa, my friend. Oh, and hey, uh, one other quick one for Tuesday. Northwestern, who somehow in hell is in second place, travels to Iowa. And again, this is, as my friends say, a barn burner of college football to watch. Um, Iowa's going to try to score 85 points a game. And Northwestern, again, put them on the radar because they're second in the Big Ten. I, if if they win this one, Chris, I'll give them a little more credit because Iowa, they're not having a great year. They're middle of the pack, but they're a very tough team to beat at home. Yeah, they just beat Rutgers out, at home, too. Hell, and they're going to try to outscore you. So if Northwestern, you know, this is a good test for a team chilling there in second with about 10 people behind them in third. Um, how will they play against Iowa? That would be, that'd be a, fun, a fun, one, fun one to watch if you're just a regular college basketball fan on uh, tomorrow night, my friend. Yeah, and I actually just did some quick searches on Kansas, Kansas State, and I think it was, what, a one or two point victory or something like that that Kansas State got? But yeah, yeah. Less close. than one possession, right. yeah. Um, I went back just four years, and they beat them every time. <laughs> like, so I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, maybe that seven isn't crazy. They, they're going to probably beat them seven on the next eight times, you know, the last eight times. I didn't realize it was that much of a domination. Uh, both times, like the last four or five years. I think sometimes we get caught up in, you know, pushing it back maybe eight to ten years, and you're like, oh, yeah. So lately that actually hasn't been, you know, there hasn't been a big upset on the road there. But, you know, historically speaking, in the last 20 years, it's either going to be a tough-ass game or they, they, they can get beat. So, By the way, there. speaking of Google being our friend very quickly, the last time the Clemson Tigers won the ACC, I was six years old. 1990. Oh, okay, yeah. So you got the I, roster up or what? I mean, uh, you can't just tease us like that for Christ's sake. The, uh, um, I mean, it, holy it's God. all good. It's it, it's uh, 
They, uh, I mean, they had four, their head coach was Cliff Ellis. Um, they, they, they beat Duke at the end of the year to wrap it up. That's all Um, I care about. But hell, 19, uh, they had the Eldon Campbell. Oh, Dale Davis. Okay. Dale Davis, Eldon Campbell. All right. So he had had a a decent squad there. Uh, yeah. So it's been, it's, it's been a a few minutes. It's been quite a while, Chris. So 1990. It's been an hour. Man. Damn. Yeah. So. That that would be a hell of an achievement. A hell of an achievement. I want to go back and look at that squad from '97. But anyway, um, Wednesday, uh, Providence at Xavier, one of the biggest games on the docket. Period. Point blank. That's going to be really interesting. Thursday night out on the West Coast. You know, Houston and Wichita. I, I normally be like, yeah, man, but Wichita State right now they're at home, but they're just. Not the team that I guess we were just talking about narratives, you know, that they were a, a chunk of time ago, and you'd just be like, oh, no, this could be a good game. Now, we did talk about how, hey, Oregon, if you want to make some noise and you want to start moving up and you want to be taken serious, just like USC, you're going to Arizona. Not the easiest place to play, but no. you got some chances there because uh, that's the type of stuff you're going to have to do to make up for some of the stuff, you know, where you're at in your record. Uh, I know people are going to get mad, especially the two people that, you know, commented. And I'm glad that they messaged me and everything like that. But Boise State at San Diego State, FS1, 8 o'clock Friday night viewing should be good. Yeah, that that Thursday night, like you said, that that should be a lot of fun. Um, I do need to do a little homework on Houston. I know that they've had a very good record, and the only game I've seen them play is when they lost this year. So I'll, I'll put that on the DVR. Um, and you still? Who are we picking, Providence or Xavier? Who are we oh, picking Wednesday um, night? Providence or Xavier? At home, Xavier. Oh God, uh, I, I, get, one, I think you, yeah, but I I think the home court gives the edge to Xavier. I'll take Xavier in that situation. I think they've been playing better basketball this year by just a slight edge and the home court, obviously in college basketball is always a nice little boost. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take the X. Yeah. I think that they'll kind of regroup after that, uh, you know, Creighton thing too. So I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Go ahead. You were going to say though, UCLA. And, and yeah, I had expected pretty strong performance for UCLA. Hey, you had three tough road games in a row in your conference and now you're back home against a Washington team who, uh, gives up a lot of points on offense, or sorry, gives up a lot of points on defense. So I expect a pretty good performance from the Bruins. And hey, if you're Arizona, that team, I, I watched them through one bad funk, but man, on a given night, they can score. Defensively, are they a tournament deep team? I don't know, but offensively, they will jack up shots like crazy, and they have probably the biggest assortment of bigs to have in any lineup in the country. So Oregon, hey, that'd be a hell of a win. Arizona's only lost one game at home all year. That'd be, like you said, a great. Um, resume uh, booster to accomplish on on their uh, yeah on the season, Chris. Yeah. Um, for who, who are you picking? I de- who are you taking the Boise State San Diego State matchup on that Friday night, my friend? Oh man, I tried to duck it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say San Diego State, but that's gonna be a close game because the the home and away means something, like you said in college basketball. But it's been kind of tricky there in the Mountain West, but. Yeah, I'll probably take the home team. Okay, I will. I'll take the opposite just to just to counteract. Um, yeah. Speaking of Saturday, home team, though, okay. Saturday we have a lot of fun. We got K Kansas goes to Iowa State. 
That should be a, a hell of a fun game. I will take Iowa State just because I don't like to pick rock chalk. And well, I do and think Kansas, Iowa State's, you know, coming off a win, I think that, you know, I, I think they'll lose, you know. Well, and yeah, you got, they got, they got K-State and then Iowa State in the same week. That's a tough spot for them. Yeah. And one and one Kansas, would be fine. Yes. Um, Texas, poor Texas Tech, they're going to Baylor, probably going to be 0 and 10 at that point. Um, Tennessee travels to, uh, excuse me, Tennessee host Auburn. Um, Auburn's home and road. And Auburn's home and road splits have been pretty rough. So it's, you know, some college basketball teams, it's like, hey, we average 78 points per game at home, but then we average like 70 on the road. Like, and Auburn's one of those teams where if you look at their home and away numbers, they really benefit from playing at home in War Eagle Stadium. Uh, so I would expect Tennessee to pull that one out. Um, later in the day, Miami goes to Clemson. That'd be another nice test. Okay. If you're wanting to hang up a banner that you've not hung up since 1990 to win your, uh, conference, obviously hosting Miami would be a good spot. I'll also put that on the DVR to see what kind of Clemson team is, do, do they have here? Um, Alabama goes to LSU. Um, normally that's a good football game to break down, but man, LSU is having a very, very poor year. Even for the, they're normally always like kind of a, a fringe bubble team or, you know, like, yeah, they're or closer than the bubble. They're one and seven this year. I would expect Bama to beat Vandy and LSU this week. And Chris, hey, Friday or, or Saturday around three, Texas goes to K State. Um, obviously I'm not uh, the biggest UT fan, but, um, they, 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 some games they run, some games they play fast, some games they play slow. Some yeah, games are defensive-oriented, sure. some games they want to chuck up and drop 80. K-State, yeah. man, again, now to get to K-State, their their record looks good, their numbers are good this year, but mind you, this is a team who pretty much last year, for the last handful of years before this year, had struggled to maybe average more than 65 points a game, but a new coach, um, they got a nice transfer from Florida, Um what what is your gut say for this one? I think this should be a probably a pretty close spread. Uh, again, can't, Texas can play slow or fast. Um, wh- who do you think wins that matchup on Saturday? I was hoping you didn't see this or something like this. I'd have to pick it. Because <laughs> the Texas, thing, you know, Texas on the road. I, I, you know, I, I I already got them winning. So yeah, no, I got Kansas State. I got I, Kansas I will... State. You did. You did skip by the only. Probably the only ranked versus ranked matchup we're going to get in the Big Ten this year, Purdue at Indiana. And by the way, they got a, a dude who can go off too. So in Davis, so that's the marquee matchup you're looking at right there. Purdue oh yeah, Indiana. I literally I, I, dra- I dragged the mouse down and skipped right over. You're right. That was and they don't even need to travel much either. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's right no, there. That, that, yeah, that that is in. Indiana's kind of got that goofy shaped arena where the stands are. It's hard to describe. It's like a a hexagon, yeah. octagon, pentagon thing. Yeah, the top and that views is a, are wild when you get. Yes. They have that top view part. I know what you're saying that that is that is a big rivalry, right? A very huge rivalry. I will take. I think Purdue's due for another slip up. I I I think that, that you know it's obviously it's hard to be top dog all the time. You're going into probably that is like the Carolina Duke game for them in the Big Ten. Like those schools don't like each other. They obviously both have pretty strong histories. I will yes. go out on a limb and take an Indiana upset. I I uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. Probably be like five point dogs. But I will take a Hoosier upset for a random Saturday. See the number one team fall, Chris. And you're going with uh, K State, I assume. 
Yes, sir. Yep, K-State all And then to keep it West Coast, okay? I know people maybe don't like the West Coast when it comes to basketball. We sure did for a while, but when things change, you gotta, you got to reference it. you got to keep up with it. St. Mary's Gonzaga. St. Mary's, if you want to finally win the damn conference, okay, you got to go because they have a loss already. Gonzaga already has a loss. So, and you didn't play him yet. So, I'm pretty sure they didn't play. Uh, maybe they did earlier. But you got to beat him. You're at home. You got to beat him. You got to be, I mean, if you want to, if you want anything to do with that conference title, they lost just the other week, not long ago. St. Mary's, Gonzaga, that's going to be a big matchup. 9.30 it tips off uh, Central Time. And they got like kind of that small kind of neat gym. It sits probably like 6,000 people. And it's always packed to the Raptors when Gonzaga comes in there. But even every time I've always wanted to watch St. Mary's beat them, I've never seen it happen. So I'm going to stick with taking the Zags in that matchup. Um, just cause, you know, until, until you knock off the top, you know, until you knock off the king. Uh, but that will be a very fun game to watch as your Saturdays wind to an end. Cause yeah, it's just kind of a, like I said, it's a neat looking arena and just kind of a fun, uh, rivalry of those uh two squads as well yeah they haven't played yet because they play again later um yeah if they barely uh gonzaga barely got by byu at byu they got to play them again and then loyola marymount is the one that actually beat them so it's like dude you know if you want the wcc this is time dude no no excuses gotta do it and just skipping ahead to Sunday, the only ranked team playing Sunday currently right now is Houston, and they got to go to Temple. Um, I would assume that even though Temple beat Houston is like a 16-point underdog, I don't think that happens again. I, now, Grant, to give Temple credit, they're 8-2 in conference. Okay, they're eight, uh, Houston's 8-1, so they're, they're neck and neck there for that conference championship as of right now. But I would assume the Houston Cougars will have a little bit of a spite in them and have a little uh, urge to bounce back. So I will take Houston. Now, Graham, I'm sure they'll probably be like a probably seven-point favorite, so I'm not making a huge pick here. But I would be very surprised, Chris, if the Houston Cougars, who, again, are one of the best teams in the country, maybe don't see them as much on ESPN, but they got some grown-ass people. That that team is physical, tough, and just knows how to win. Um, I do think that they'll – come back on their revenge against Temple and pull that game off on Sunday. And I thought that there'd be some better matchups taking advantage of that early window, uh, you know, on Sunday. I mean, DePaul Seton Hall is your barn burner type of game to enjoy, but it's, you're stretching a little bit there. It's on the schedule. They scheduled it. It just, Ohio State and Michigan's playing at noon on CBS. They're both eleven and ten, though. So the True. they did their scheduling, but it That's just fair. hasn't worked out. <laughs> Northwestern at Wisconsin, though. Okay, Wildcats, you want some respect? Go into Wisconsin and beat a twelve and eight Wisconsin squad. Hey, you're that. That's a very interesting. You know, I've I've mentioned Northwestern. Hey, this week you got to go to Iowa and go to Madison. That that's it. Hey, if they're still if you want to stay in place second next place, week, if you don't, yeah, the the clear mm-hmm. second place. Right? It's it's a race for second place. I mean, that's what the Big Ten is right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, that 
hey, even going one and one in that schedule, that that's that, that's just fine for a week. Go one and one in that, and you'll be all right. But you go two and zero, oh, maybe, maybe put a little more respect on the Wildcats' names, my friend. That's right, man. That is right. Um, and let's see. Um, oops, I hit the wrong one. Damn. I was going to bring up the damn 97 roster, but that's okay. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got for you, son. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I'm going to stay safe and stay inside. Hopefully watch basketball and take two days off of work uh, for tonight and Tuesday and Wednesday. Hopefully I'll get lucky and watch a ton of hoops. And Chris, I'll be back next week. We will break down the Big 12, which continues to grow stronger, the Big 10, which we cannot solve yet at all, like a Rubik's Cube. And, yes, we'll be back. Uh, So, again, stay safe, stay warm. We appreciate your love and support. The boys are out tonight. Peace.